All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I'm Caleb, and with me, as always, is Brandon. And Brandon, do you have anything you want to say before we uh, get to it? Um, not really. Um, just hoping both teams can bounce back. So, you know, let's see what we got for this week. Okay, sounds good. Love, love the motivational speech. I hope they play that in the locker room. <laughs> Just play Eye of the Tiger in the background. It'll work. <laughs> no, I think they need to play uh, Dragon Sound. <laughs> Guaranteed victory. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to go right into things. So here we go. <laughs> All right, we didn't do all our planning ahead of time. Uh, Brandon, what are we doing first? I'll let you choose. Um, yeah, let's just stick with the Lions since we did it first on the, the review. All right, fine. We'll do everything you want to do. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Lions, go. All right, uh, so the Lions play the New York Giants at Ford Field, 1 p.m. on Fox. Um, you know, Giants... They have a couple good players. Uh, you know, one of the, I guess, below average teams in the league. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're, like, super bad or anything. Um, you know, they do have some good players, like I mentioned. Uh, they got Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, Michigan fans will be familiar with that name. Uh, you know, running back from Penn State. Uh, he's in his second year. Um, you know, dynamic running back. Uh, explosive, uh, just, you know, all-around great player. Um, he, um, I don't, he's just, there's a lot of things he can do well. You know, other than run the ball, he's a good receiver. Uh, he can pass block pretty well, too. Um, you know, he's just kind of the total package there at running back. Uh, so he's going to be a tough matchup for the Lions, who, you know, last week gave up a lot of yards to Dalvin Cook. So it'll be interesting to see if they can contain Barkley or not. Uh, you know, through the air, you know, they have the quarterback. They have Daniel Jones starting. Uh, he's a rookie quarterback uh, from Duke. Uh, he's been a little up and down. In his first game, he played pretty well. Um, since, you know, he's, he's struggled a little bit. I mean, that's going to happen with a rookie quarterback, uh, but he does have a couple weapons to work with. Uh, he's got a familiar one for Lions fans, uh, Golden Tate, who spent quite a few years in Detroit. Uh, you know, he's still a, you know, solid playmaker, um, good hands, quick guy, uh, you know, good agility and everything. You know, if you're a Lions fan, you, you know what Golden Tate brings to the table. Um, and, you know, outside of wide receiver, they have uh, the tight end Evan Ingram. Uh, another one of the, the good young tight ends in the league. Uh, you know, up-and-coming player. He's a little up and down as well. Um, you know, last time the Lions played the Giants, they had a hard time stopping Ingram. And, you know, over the last couple of years, the Lions have had a hard time stopping tight ends in general. So... You know, they're going to have their hands full with Ingram, I think. Um, you know, as far as the Lions go, you know, hoping they can bounce back from the loss last week. 
uh, you know, the offense played pretty well, but the defense struggled. And, you know, we got we to gotta hope we get some of these uh, players back, especially on the defense. Uh, Lions need to get healthy. You know, hoping we can get Darius Slay back, uh, carry on Johnson on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, Snacks Harrison, he's a he's a big part of the Lions defense, uh, especially for stopping the run. Um, he's actually a former Giant, too, as well. So, you know, that could be the, in quotes, revenge game for him, I suppose. Uh, you know, Mike Daniels is another guy we can hope to get back. And hopefully Deshaun Hand is ready to go. And he can, you know, suit up for the first time this year. Um, you know, lots of kind of question marks here with the lines, especially with injuries and, uh, you know, stopping Barkley and Ingram as well. You know, I feel like they'll be able to contain Golden Tate for the most part, but I think Barkley and Ingram are going to be the, the question marks for the Lions. Interesting. <laughs> I was going to say anything to add to that. Go team, go! <laughs> I, guess I know I, I covered everything pretty quick. Um, yeah, but no, yeah, I, not, not too much to say. I guess. I mean, it's a game that the Lions probably should win. Yeah, but it doesn't mean they're going to. Exactly. That's kind of what I was going to say. It's going to be interesting. It's like, okay, you're at home again, Lions. Are you going to? You know, I mean, we. I had the hopes and um, anticipation that they were going to be upset with the Green Bay loss and be like, okay, we're going to come home, we're going to play the Vikings, and we're going to get a win. But they didn't do that. Now, obviously, I think we're both comfortable in saying that the Vikings are better and more superior than the Giants. Mm -hmm. um, But we are talking about the Lions, who are rather inconsistent. With what they've shown this year, um, depending on how the injuries are by that uh, by game time, I don't see why they shouldn't win this one being a home game. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was a road game, I'd feel a little bit different about it. But um, yeah, I th- uh, one thing that I didn't mention in the last episode um, that I was a little surprised to see is I didn't see uh, Stafford have any rushing stats. Did he try running the ball at all? Do you remember? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, you know, most of the time he had guys open or he was sacked. Mm-hmm. That, at least that's what I noticed. And that that is the thing, though, too, uh, to keep in mind, the Vikings usually have a pretty good defense. So, I mean, he may have not really had, I, again, like I didn't watch every second, every play. He may have not had the best opportunity to do that. But they seem to have a little bit more flexibility and. Uh, you know, I mean, when he can pose as that threat and, you know, sometimes get a first down mm-hmm. uh, running for it, that helps open things up a little bit. Um, so I'm hoping that he gets the opportunity not to put himself at risk, but gets the opportunity to do that. You know, I mean, it helps to uh, make the defense stay true a little bit up on the line and things like that. So um not saying that that's the reason why they lost last game, but. It'll be interesting to see if he goes back to doing a little bit of that here for this game. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think they'll win. I know we'll do predictions here in a minute, but if it is not favorable for the Lions, I don't think it'll be a situation um, like the Vikings where they kind of quote unquote run away with it. Uh, this one, at least, I think, will be. If the Lions don't take control of it, I think it'll be a battle until the end of the fourth quarter. So, 
Yeah, I agree. So, anything else, or that we got? Um, I don't think so. Um, yeah, like you're saying, with Stafford scrambling around. Um, I think he's one of those guys that's a little more athletic and a little quicker than a lot of defenses think he is. So, you know, a lot of times he gets, you know, his uh, his ability to scramble around and make plays happen with his feet uh, get kind of pushed to the back a little bit. I feel like um, in that way, he's a little similar to Alex Smith before his injury. And, you know, people didn't seem to realize that he was a little more agile, a little quicker than, you know, they, officially, they originally thought, initially thought. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll go straight into Michigan then, if you're good. Yeah, sounds good to me. You're good. You're good. We're good. Everybody mm-hmm. good. Um. Okay. So, Michigan following up with a ranked game on the road is going to be a, doing a ranked game at home. Number nineteen, Michigan is a one and a half point favorite against number eight, Notre Dame. Over under is 50. Uh, another night game, 7.30 p.m. on ABC. Uh, Michigan actually started out as a four-point favorite, dropped to two and a half, now is at one and a half. Um, so kind of interesting there. Um, so everybody remembers how last season went, kicking off the season, playing against Notre Dame, uh, getting off to a slow start, not being able to mount the full comeback, and losing to Notre Dame on the road. Uh, this is going to look a little bit different because last year, I cannot remember the quarterback's name, but we played against their mobile quarterback, and Ian Book was their backup quarterback, but he wound up taking over and uh, led them on their winning streak. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now he is the straight starter this year, senior quarterback, um, and they are, uh, five and one, their one loss came to, uh, to Georgia on the road and it was a close game, 17 to 23. Um, they, I mean, Georgia is kind of a juggernaut team. They did fall to South Carolina the other week. Um, but kind of looking at things, I, I've watched a little bit. I watched the Georgia Notre Dame game. I've watched a little bit from some of the other ones, uh, the Southern California game, uh, which Notre Dame just won thirty to twenty-seven. I was thinking about how good they looked at certain points, but then kind of stopping and looking at it, it's just like you know, I mean, thirty-five to seventeen at the beginning of the season against a Louisville team that's not been that great. Uh, mm-hmm. New Mexico and Bowling Green, they've blown out, sure. Uh, but Virginia was a 15-point win. Georgia was a close loss. Southern California was only a three-point win. Uh, and that was at home for them against USC. So yeah. I, I was looking at it before where it was just like, man, this is like, uh, you know, a scary good team. But now I'm just like, I mean... I'm I'm a little bit surprised that Michigan is favored. I was especially surprised when they started off as four point favorites, but now it's kind of like uh, I mean you know if they are able to roll with what they did against Penn State and have that same mentality, I mean I I don't think it's out of uh, out of the question for them to be able to do it. So it'll be kind of interesting to see. As I mentioned, uh, Ian Book uh, is the senior quarterback. Other players to keep in mind with. 
Um, they don't really have a lot with the uh, running game. Ian Book um, does run the ball. He is not your quote-unquote mobile quarterback, but he's kind of like Shea Patterson. Um, when he sees the opportunity, he's able to do it, but he's not going. To, he's not a dual-threat quarterback. Yeah. Um, their leading rusher is uh, senior Tony Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got over 550 yards, four touchdowns. Um, outside of that, I mean, you know, it then plummets. I mean, they're third. So it's uh, Tony Jones and Ian Book has the second highest rushing yards. Then they're third. Uh, he hasn't even broken 100 yards for the season. Oh, wow. So. Uh, but an interesting one to look at, and it says he's a running back. I don't know if they use him more as a fullback kind of a thing, but he only has 60 yards on the season. His name's – okay, Notre Dame is here to torment me with my pronunciations. So <laughs> just wait. There's more after this one. Um, Sibo Flemeister? <laughs> Um, okay. I think his name is. He's a sophomore running back. Um, like I said, I think they're using him kind of like a fullback. He only has 60 yards, but he has three touchdowns. Um, so he's um, he's been pretty productive. Um, but then to mention their receivers, where did you get? There we go. Um, they have a very experienced uh, receiving core. Uh, out of their top performers, four of them are seniors and one is a junior. So, I mean, these guys have been around for a while, uh, probably recognize them from last year. You've got Chase Claypool, uh, who's leading things with just under 400 yards and four touchdowns. Um, and then the two other senior wide receivers are McKinley and Finky, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm probably butchering it. Uh, but then they, they have a really reliable tight end in Cole Kement. And uh, so he's one of their other experienced wide receivers. Um, and they're the ones that they uh, Ian Book likes to target. Um, but then looking at the defense, this is where they're going to really want to kill me. Um, they have uh, really experienced uh, linemen and linebackers. Uh, again, seniors and juniors. Um, these guys are getting uh, have over five tackles for loss for the season. Um, you got Julian Aquara, Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa. <laughs> Aquara, his brother plays for the Lions. Shut your face. You're not helping things. <laughs> uh, Khalid Kareem, Arzmar Bilal. And then, uh, thankfully, we have Drew White. Keep it simple. (laughs) (laughs) Bail me out, Drew White. All right. Um, But, yeah, so those are some of the names that you're going to hear on defense. Um, I mean, they are, like, watching that Georgia game, if you guys didn't watch that, I mean, like I said, at one point I was just kind of like, man, I mean, Georgia's a big big boy team. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I, I know I... Don't ever go out and say the SEC is the best conference of football all the time. But, I mean, they definitely do produce some of the best teams. And, man, Georgia, man, they've got huge guys. I know a lot of Michigan's yeah. got some big guys, but, oh, my gosh. I was looking at that, and 
you know, Notre Dame was doing a pretty good, good job pushing them around, and they weren't, like, really outsized all that much. And I was like, dang, I don't know. I have no idea how Michigan's going to do this, but ugh. Um, but with how they did against Penn State on the road, I mean, I, I, I feel better about it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So they, uh, they're more of a passing offense. Um, as I mentioned with some of those stats and everything, honestly, with the way that Michigan's been performing, I think that, um, you know, I think they can handle it okay as long as they don't make some dumb mistakes on defense with putting people out on islands. I don't think they have players quite as uh, fast as, uh, gosh, Hamler, wasn't it, for Penn State? Yeah. So I don't think they'll get burned as bad. But, uh, I mean, you can't overlook that this is a really talented team. So this is going to be need to be another game that they – um, not necessarily mistake free, but they can't, you know, hurt themselves. Like you can't have multiple turnovers. You can't, you know, have some of these dumb penalties and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, it is a night game, but it is at home. They don't have to deal quite with the noise level as uh, Penn State and everything like that. But, um, I, I love. Uh, the last thing that I'll say here right now before I hand things over to you to get your thoughts is I love the Michigan-Notre Dame rivalry, the games, the series, and everything. But honestly, I, and I think uh, Harbaugh was asked about this week, you know, would you uh, love to see it renewed and, you know, the games to continue? Because I can't remember. I don't know if they play next year, whatever it is. Um, and he was like, saying that he was like all for it for Michigan and Notre Dame to keep on playing. But honestly, at this point with the way things are with the stupid um, playoffs and everything, I say ditch it. It's just like, it's not worth it. (laughs) Just like schedule somebody else, some other team, uh, put them at the beginning of the year so that, because one thing that we've said that Michigan seems to struggle with is at the beginning of the season, they just need to get on track. Um, and you know, just, I don't, I don't feel like, especially with the way that they've been performing, that it's worth trying to schedule an opponent that usually is pretty decent. And also with it being a rivalry game, I mean, that is, uh, is, makes the team a little bit more susceptible to being upset, getting yeah. an upset. So, but that's just kind of like my two cents. That's a little bit of a different topic, but, uh, Brandon, your thoughts on this conversation. Um, man, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, you know, this is one that we looked at at the beginning of the season and, uh, you know, we really had to think hard about, you know, whether we thought it was going to be a win or a loss. Um, you know, and I guess, you know, expectations have changed, you know, just from what's happened this season, you know, especially with games like Wisconsin and, you know, how we struggled a little bit against Illinois. And then, you know, we lost to Penn State, um, you know, but at least the team showed that they're willing to fight and they didn't give up so easily like they did against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a really tough game. And, you know, I don't – man, it's hard for me to say what's going to happen to this, but 
you know, I'm not feeling super positive about it. And I feel like that's kind of shared with many of the fan, much of the fan base. Mm-hmm. How, I don't know. It's, and it kind of goes back to, um, what Steven was saying in our last episode with, you know, having the Michigan having three losses is not anything to be excited about. And it's kind of like, you know, if the Lions only had three losses in the season, it would be the best season that the <laughs> franchise has ever had. Yeah. Like legit, it would be the best season that they have ever had. Uh, you know, but for Michigan, Michigan have three losses, you expect better. And it's just all about expectation. And, you know, I don't know, man. I just, I'm having a hard time getting excited about this game. <laughs> and I know it's a rivalry game. And I know that, uh, you know, last year aside, you know, Michigan and Notre Dame usually put out pretty good games, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is that a little bit of hatred on both sides. So it's it's usually something to get excited for. But this year, I'm really having a hard time. Yeah. Well, this doesn't have an implication on um, like Michigan's out, like college football playoff out like that. That doesn't yeah. exist any for Michigan. Um, some people are saying like there are f- some freak circumstances that uh, if weird things happen in the second half of the season that big 10 a trip to indianapolis is not out of the question i'm just like first of all shut your face um (laughs) but second of all it's just like whatever and so then the part of that conversation is well playing notre dame has no impact on that so who cares what happens it's like no i mean honestly if harbaugh is truly interested in Keeping his job again, uh, as we were talking about in the last episode, not saying like necessarily the change is going to happen this year or specifically it'll happen next year. But if he's really interested, uh, you know, I mean, that's not saying that isn't like if he's all in on on everything and all of this and uh, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but it's just like (laughs) this is important. It is important. Every, Every game now. I mean, every game is important anyways uh, at the beginning of the season. But now, especially the cir- uh, the situation that they find themselves in, com- mm. non-conference or conference, it's it's an important game. So right. uh, they they need to do well. And like if they want to say, hey, you know, we are improving, we are on track. If Harbaugh wants to believe the smoke that he's been blowing about like the offense is getting in stride and everything. And yeah, last game things looked like, okay, maybe you're actually telling the truth, but don't even tell me that when you're looking at the Illinois film. Um, But they need to keep that trend going. They need to keep that strong mentality going. They need to keep that fight and, you know, that competitiveness and things like that going. So yeah, Mm -hmm. no, this is, this is important. I'm not, I'm not going to come out and say again, you know, this is a make or break game or something or whatever for him, but it is important. Right. No, I I totally agree with what you're saying. Every game is important, especially, you know, they have a smaller, uh, shorter schedule than the NFL does. So the games become even more important. Uh, And like you said, you know, playoffs, that's pretty much out of the question. Um, at this point, we can just only hope that, you know, that they do get some wins against some good teams. Um, you know, they do come out and they, they beat Notre Dame, they beat Michigan State, and 
you know, I would, you know, I consider this this season a success if they beat Ohio State. Yeah, so I don't, if, I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah, if it did happen, I I'd be really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that'll be kind of interesting. That might be a conversation that we have at another time, you know, how things go, and maybe it'll be some good. Uh, well, there's going to be a bye week because um, they, they have a second bye week, so maybe we'll take an opportunity to discuss it during then. So, um, But, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll jump into our predictions then here. Uh, since we started off with the Lions, we will go there. Um we have the Lions as uh, seven-point favorites at home against the Giants. The over/under is forty-nine and a half. Brandon, this is your specialty. Where are you going? With? <laughs> oh, tell man, us exactly what is going to happen. <laughs> um, it's kind of tough because if you haven't noticed the three losses. That the Lions have had, I predicted them to win two of them. The last two, especially. Um, so I feel like I'm kind of a jinx, but that's just me being, you know, a little stitious, not superstitious. <laughs> um, no, I think the Lions should should beat the Giants. Uh, you know, the score that keeps coming up to me is uh, 27 to 24 Lions. So, oh. you know, so they'll reach that, um, the over under. They'll go over that. Okay, so 27 to 24. Right? That's what you said. Uh, that's pretty interesting. I, um, I'm actually really in the same wheelhouse. So, um, you will have. Um, covering or no, not covering, and uh, the over. Yep. And I was ready with mine. I'm actually going with 27 to 21. Um. So I, it's it's that thing, and I mean you have it too, where it's just like the Lions just love to have that stupid thing where it's just like, could they win or could they lose? very possible for either to happen right. because it's a one possession game so um that would put me at uh not covering but that would be the under so all right uh for michigan then we have michigan as the one and a half point favorites at home against notre dame the over under is 50 um crap i I had this. What was I gonna do? Um, man, this is this is this is tough. They definitely, if if the team carries over a lot of what they did against Penn State and brings it back home, uh, they can win this game. I think. Oh man. I don't know. I was saying that I was going to get sucked up with and back into the optimism. Um, I am going to go with. Um, final four, uh, final score of 24 to 21. And Michigan's going to lose. Oh, so. 
Yeah, I um, I, I want to be proven wrong. I mean, that's like just the thing. It, it, like the inconsistencies is like what I go back to. And so it's just like if they can put it back and, and put it in two back-to-back games where it's just like they, they play really well, they limit their turnovers and things like that, then that'll look better for the future. But it's just like... Um, man, you know, I mean, I think it works be- best for them that they played on the road last week and that they're coming home this week. And so that might help a little bit. But yeah, it's it's rough. So, uh, Brandon, what do you got? Uh, I also have Michigan losing. Um, your score is a little bit closer than mine is. I have Notre Dame winning 35 to 24. Oh, my gosh. I just... I can't see Michigan pulling this one out. Okay. All right. That is fair. And then that uh, brings us to our game locks of the week. Um, Brandon, uh, you said that you were ready for this? Yeah. All right. What do you got? Um, I have the Saints covering... The nine and a half point uh, spread against the Cardinals. So the Saints are the favorite of nine and a half. Okay. Let me get that down here. So that means they won't because I have been terrible at that this year. <laughs> yeah, you have been pretty bad. We we didn't get to it last uh, last episode about what happened, but yeah, you. Uh, uh, good news for you is that we both just had two points last week, but yeah, your uh, spread lock was uh, not good again. So, sorry, man. Way she goes. All right. Well, um, for me, I. I'm having a hard time. Struggling. Struggling. Um, Part of which being the fact that I'm just now looking at the spreads. So I was, you were more prepared than I was. I think I'm going to take, oh man, that's, it's kind of a big spread though. Ugh. Uh, they've been on a roll and they're undefeated. I think that that's going to kind of work in their favor right now. Um, oh my gosh, that's such a big spread, though. All these are stupid. Like Penn State, <laughs> Penn State's barely favored against Michigan State. I don't know if I want to come out strictly and say that Michigan State's going to upset them. Um, and it's at Michigan State, stupid Minnesota, Maryland. I hate this. I hate my life. Um, okay, I'm just going to go in. I'm going to say um, Illinois, after the big upset, is going on the road to Purdue, and they are the seven and a half underdogs, so I'm going to give it to them and say that they are going to at least keep it close, if not maybe win that game, because they did look pretty good against uh, Wisconsin. So Illinois... Um, Or Purdue does not cover that spread. So there you go. As everybody waits for me to type. There we go. (laughs) 
All right. And last things last, the questions of the week. Um, Lions up first, man. What you got? Will Saquon Barkley rush for over 100 yards on the Lions? And I'm saying yes. <laughs> um, man, I'm probably going to have to agree with you on that because um, because the Lions were supposed to have a really good rush defense, but they haven't really shown that. And I don't know exactly how the injuries are going to be then. So I'm, I'm going to do yes, too. So, all right. I'm going to bring you one. Uh, we're switching from the running back, and we're going to go to the quarterback. Um, and the question is, will Patterson have a higher completion percentage than Ian Book? Hmm. I am going to go with yes. <laughs> Brandon, what, what, where are you going? <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I'm like Michigan it's has kind of a borderline one, and you know, I need to make some some ground here on you. So yeah, we still don't like. We really need to figure out what what we're gonna do. Um, at the end of the season with whoever wins, it's easy to make up ground. But we need to figure that out. We're like halfway through, so we need to figure that out so that before you start losing too badly and you don't agree to uh, to terms. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. There we go. There we have it. Um, both of us predicting Michigan to lose. Both of us predicting the Lions to win. Um, just all together hoping that it's a better weekends than this past weekend time will tell we will see thank you guys for uh tuning in do not forget that um if you do want to uh call as a lot of people do for our recap episodes and uh share your thoughts steven had a good point last time where it's just like we're one uh one if not the only podcast that Allows listener voicemails. Feel free to call before Monday night. And this is for game uh, reviews or game previews. We need your voicemails Monday night before 9 p.m. You can call 551-258-3276. Easy. It's 551-BLUE-RO. Brandon, uh, are we missing anything? Uh, I don't think so. Um... Guys, uh, feel free to check out our Redbubble store. It is at redbubble.shop slash rock apparel. Yes. And don't forget, if you haven't checked it out, I'm guessing that if you guys keep up with our episodes, you probably at least heard it. Um, But we do have our Blue Bros 2 episodes. We have those uh, separate from themselves uh, or from the sports episodes, because it's basically anything and everything we discuss that is not sports related. And uh, this week, Brandon is Halloween three. Yep. Halloween three season of the witch. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, if you guys enjoy entertainment episodes and things outside of that, that's when we, 
uh, just kick back and talk about anything and everything that's not sports. So, anyways, mm-hmm. I, I think we're good. Uh, we hope you guys have a good weekend. We hope that we have uh, good things to talk about with uh, the recap episodes following this weekend. Um, we always appreciate you tuning in. And until next time, go blue. Go blue.